Hello and welcome to the MicroFounders podcast, where we interview non-technical professionals who have turned their ideas or side projects into profitable independent businesses, such as online courses, consultancies, coaching, or SaaS products using no-code or low-code tools. Each episode will be packed with actionable strategies and frameworks to help other non-technical professionals launch their own independent businesses as either a side project or as a means to transition away from traditional employment completely. In this episode, my guest Kevin Gentry shares his experience on launching and growing the Product Coffee podcast over the last four years, all while also managing his full-time role as a product leader at various companies such as ShareThrough, Chuzzle, and Shopping Gives. Tune in as we discuss the importance of growing a community before launching a business or side project, how to practice putting yourself out there and taking hard criticism after sharing your work, and finally, on managing imposter syndrome and handling failure. All right, all right, ladies and gents, the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Gentry. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. I'm doing really good. I'm super excited for this conversation because I think I think we met what about a year ago now. I think that's when I first yeah. reached out to you, which is surprising because yeah. it's been that long. And I think for the duration of the time, I had no idea that you were a musician, nonetheless a rock star, basically for a hardcore metal oh. band. <laughs> which, which also, I think you toured throughout the U.S. and you even have an album. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple of different ones, but yeah, couple of different albums. Look at you. And how long were you a, mu a musician for? Let's see. I, I mean, I've been a musician since I was very young. So, um, but professionally, probably. Oh my goodness! I started doing it more professionally in high school. So shoot, maybe. high school gotta be more <laughs> it's been it's been it's been a long time bottom line, it's yeah, been a long time yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a while. and do you do you still practice like once in a while or yeah so i'll still play every sunday with a group and, and nothing too big i haven't written in a while but just ebbs and flows sometimes i'll get back into yeah. it sometimes i'll just like to jam yeah. with folks but yeah yeah nothing a, as as which is you know professional or as a, days. Yeah, <laughs> as the back a good old yeah. The good old exactly. prime time. It's it's super exactly. cool because, you know, when thinking about non-technical professionals, artists are right up there. And so it's just super cool to see your journey going from being a musician to entering the product space, climbing up the ranks to becoming a director, a VP of product in multiple companies, and to now, in a way, going full circle back to being a creative to launching your podcast, which is going to be the focus of this conversation. So. Yeah. I'd love to know, you know, from, from your own words, maybe some of the journey that you've had so far and some of the motivations that you've had in launching the Product Coffee podcast. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's a big one. I think is in some ways I kind of stumbled on, onto it, which is probably not a nice answer, but you know, it, it really just kind of followed my curiosity in a lot of ways. So it, it was, like you said, I've kind of fallen into the product management profession, really find a lot of correlation with being a musician being highly creative. So I stumbled into my product career and then, you know, was just hungry for knowledge. So very curious. I'm, it's kind of my, my mindset. I think one of the learning moments that I've had that I shared with you is that like I found out late in life that I was diagnosed with ADHD. So that's very much how my brain works. It's all over the place. It's mm -hmm. crazy. And I never really knew yeah. what was going on with it, but I would always be fascinated with a lot of a different a lot of different things. So product management, what I liked a lot about it was it was more pattern matching for me where I could find a technical skill that you can apply in so many different scenarios that I was already actually doing, being a musician and bringing a bunch of folks together and creating something magical. And 
And I just was fascinated to learn more of how to do that and, and kind of fine tune my skills. And it, this seemed like the most viable path because at the time being a musician, it was very much like, you know, you're, what's the, you're not making a lot of money, right? I mean, you're sleeping on couches right. and, you know, unless yeah. you, unless you hit a Vic, but so I think, True. you know, going back into how I started the podcast and, and, and following my curiosity and stumbling upon this, like each part of my journey is a bit of. I've been a bit of a little of a stumble, right? Where it's just, mm-hmm. oh, this seems interesting. It's fascinating. Let's keep going. Let's learn more. And then kind of hyper fixating and focusing. So really fascinating with the profession, getting into it, understanding there's books, teachers, professions, and, and applicable skills at so many different te- technology companies in general. It just seemed like such a rich place to learn and continue that that quest for knowledge and, and curious curiosity. And so, and I love to make an impact. So I love to build things. I love to create things. And so that's kind of where it's uh, matched and 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 kind of the journey of my professional career and how I stumbled upon podcasting. I started at Ibotta, shoot, it was maybe like five or six years ago. I can't recall the exact amount of time. And, you know, I was really excited. It was a consumer facing company. It was my first consumer product gig. And I was just super excited. I was like, man, I've heard so many good things about consumer led product management. There's really awesome, talented people here. I was learning from like a former VP of product at Etsy and, you know, CTO at Photobucket. So I was like, oh man, I could learn this great, amazing thing from these people and these skills. And what I had found when I joined was it was a lot of, you know, people that were similar to me, had similar experiences, but a lot of griping. So it was a lot of just, you know, eh, you know, this sucks. I hate doing it this way. You know, it's you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I really was demotivated a little bit from that first, you know, getting so excited and then realizing that it wasn't all the, the roses that I made it up to be. So what I ended up doing was, you know, hey, you know, instead of let's gripe about these sessions and it was fine for camaraderie and stuff, but let's make uh, let's make an event, you know, every Friday. Let, Denver has a lot of coffee shops, so let's go explore that and uh, let's just talk about how we can level each other up. Like what's working for you? What's working for me is selfishly. It was a way that I could learn from other people and, okay. and get, you know, and just try to combat that imposter syndrome. So that's how we started it. It was just really a meetup. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a podcast. And then just having, being a former musician and having recording studios, well, I had a whole bunch of equipment that I wasn't really using mm-hmm. uh, as much. And the buddy of mine that started, Zach LaGreca, he mentioned, uh, hey, let's just, we should make this podcast. We're a bunch of millennials, like as a passing joke. And I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And, and I was like, I'm serious, let's do it. And so we had everything and we kind of just figured it out and just made it lightweight and was, that's kind of how we stumbled into starting it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Even from the beginning, you were more of a generalist than someone that just wanted to specialize into something. This is a, this is a common pattern that I keep on hearing now, even with some of the guests that I've had before on the podcast is folks that enjoy doing multiple things, sometimes mm-hmm. all at once, that they're the ones that are able to pull in some of the most creative elements of each unique skill bring that together to create something revolutionary, yeah. right? Even founders, some of the most top founders are the ones that have had a good background in philosophy and in, in arts and science and math and et cetera, They're able to bring all of that together. And in yeah. your case, you know, that's applicable to the job that you're doing, plus the podcast and so on and so forth, which in a world where everyone almost wants to guide you towards specializing, it's really cool to hear that folks are, you know, there's still a couple of journalists out there doing really cool work. So... It's, yeah, I think it's, it's a mix of things. I mean, you can definitely, I mean, I was in a metal band, so that was very specialized, right. <laughs> but it's kind of, I, I think I approach it with a general mindset and that's where going back to the pattern matching, right? It's like, it's finding those commonalities that, oh, it's just, you know, highly technical people coming together to make some magic for people. Like that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's the generalist mm-hmm. mindset. 
And then it's like, where do you apply the specialty? It's it's up to you. Because I've been a part of a lot of different like ad tech companies, which is very specialized right. and focused. And so, yeah. that, you know, it's a mix of both. It's how do you kind of use the best of both worlds to then go deep mm-hmm. on whatever is the project you're working yeah. on. But yeah. And would you say for folks that are trying to start their own podcast, what would be some of the best mm-hmm. steps that you'd recommend for them to just get going? Just do it. <laughs> easy, easy answer. But I would say, um, sure. you know, you can maybe structure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of starting a couple other ones. And I think things mm. that would be helpful for me is don't do it alone. You know, I mapped this back to my old days, but I wrote a whole album by myself. I recorded most of it myself. And it was just like, oh, wow. it was a sludge and it did not, mm. you know, it wasn't that great. Like it was okay. I mean, it, right. it wasn't like, <laughs> it, it took forever and it was a hard process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was curious to do it, but like, I really more enjoyed doing it with people that, you know, that offset my skills, right? Because mm-hmm. knowing yourself and knowing your personality for me, for an example, I'm very all over the place, you know, ENFP in terms of, you know, 16 personalities, Meyer Briggs, like I'm mm-hmm. the Enneagram seven, like all over the place and, and a lot of ideas, a lot of energy and having someone that can, uh, you know, offset that Keep energy focus. is super important. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. And so naturally we, we tend to find these people in our lives, which is funny and we kind of find the missing puzzles. True. But I think that's super crucial for like a successful venture, whatever that is mm-hmm. being a podcaster or whatever you have. Right. And so for me, well, the only reason that happened is because, you know, this buddy of mine told me that, yeah, let's go do that instead of like, right. Or, you know, let's, let's, let maybe we can do this and then we can kind of work off of that idea and build on it. So I'd say try to find somebody, try to find a common interest, something that you you know are passionate about. I think that's as long as you could talk forever. I mean, that's, that's all right. it is. And then, <laughs> you know, I, we had a general theme of like, you know, we just want to level each other up. That was all it was. And it was curiosity based, based in curiosity, meaning like, I'm going to get at something out of this, even if no one listens to it. And I think that's probably mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. too. So if you can find mm-hmm. something like that, right? Like the only reason that, uh, you know, whatever, right? I'll, I'll get something out of this because I get to talk to these people or because right. we get to hang out, like me and my friend, like whatever yeah. it is, like find those things that you'll get value out of it, whether or not it's successful and don't have the success mm-hmm. be the top of mind thing of the thing, of the podcast. That makes sense. <laughs> do it. Yeah. No, it totally yeah. does. Do it. Do it for fun. Step one, just start something. Step two, do it for fun. Step three, do it with a community, which is going to be even more fun. I think some of the most interesting businesses out there realistically started like that. One of the most interesting ones for me was On Deck, where they, I don't know if you know the company, it's, it's, it's a cohort-based program where folks come together on different um, topics. Most of them are for founders. But how the company got started was the founder, Eric Thornburg, just started dinners. Started dinners with a handful of different folks, let's say six people, that turned into 12, that turned into even more and more. And those dinners turned into cohorts, which now he, well, not now, but he also turned that into a VC firm. So just by getting the right folks or people together, you just never know what types of opportunities are going to come from it, which is pretty powerful. All right. So an interesting thing that I'm curious about when on this topic, when it comes to starting podcasts or any kind of creative endeavors, whether a full-time gig or a side project, you never really know what the ROI is going to be, what the return on investment is going to be. And sometimes, again, that just ends up being new, new connections. Maybe you meet new friends. Sometimes it turns into job opportunities. But mm-hmm. for you specifically, we're starting Product Coffee. What has been some of the most unexpected opportunities that's come about? Hmm. Well, yeah, I think the the trap is to just think about the money, right? Right. And I think that's, <laughs> that's I think, 
where you're not going to get a good positive result, you'll have to think of value. And like you mm -hmm. said, right. And how do you think of value is all those things combined, right? Like what is it in, what is in it for you? I think for me again, like I wanted a way to level up my expertise. And then I think the, just the ability to create, create something and, and see it out in live. That's, you get that so much, you know, value out of yeah. that, right? Like I get to put this thing out in the world and I can see if people will react to it or not. I think that moment was one moment of value. You know, I think outside of that, I get to learn and, and learn from other professionals in the space that are really good at what they do and, and get to ask them questions directly. And I have this continual meeting on when, you know, on Fridays to just learn. And so that's, it's free. Mm. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to pay for that. It's easy. I mean, in theory, I have to pay for podcasting in some cases, but you know, so some of that is valuable, right? So the knowledge and the relationships and the community that you build, like the things that you mentioned. So yeah. that's some of it. I think, uh, you know, some of the, the random moments in time that we've had as we started to push things out is again, like we didn't know that we'd have an audience at all. We didn't necessarily care, but it was mm -hmm. some the way that we can continue the conversation, put things out in the world. It's like a practice and then just fine tune. Mm -hmm. And so that repetition was super important up front. And uh, what we found was like, you know, we were jokingly first episode, like our goal is to get this podcast sponsored by coffee, someone that, you know, get free coffee from it. And we eventually hit that goal. And so it was like, that was just nope. like some random go. <laughs> big milestone that we were just like, hey, it'd right. be fun if we could do this. Right. And so it's kind of like setting those things that would be ambitious is like these lofty, putting it out in the world. Right. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and just repeating the the motions until you get to those things is just incredible. So that, that was one thing we had like Allegro coffee sponsor an episode. We had some folks send us mm. coffee. Like I get beans sent to the Ibotta office and labeled product. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty fun. And I had no oh, idea so cool. some people I didn't know who did. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, someone right. did it. I don't know. But that was really Let's cool. Let's go. Um, yeah, it was great. So all those kind of, you know, things around the way. And then you see like one person listen to it. I'm like, who listened to it? That's so cool. And right. so you just get right. fascinated with that. And then, it, you know, I think it just, we find our channels that you, you get more traction with. Like the idea is like, oh, let's have some guests on because they can promote it with their network and we'll promote them. And so it's like this mutual benefit of growth and that started to work. So we started doing those things. And then I just like, you know, man, I'd love to talk to like a Marty Kagan. Like, that would be great. So I just mm. cold emailed him. Hey, buddy, you want to come on the show? He's like, sure. I'm like, what? okay. So just putting yourself out there. And so it's like this thing, it was, it was like this weird casual thing where like sometimes in my career business, you're really intentional. Like, I want to, I want to get that promotion. I want to, I need to get, you know, CPO. I need to get, you know, this, you know, this next step in my career. And then it, that becomes like the hardest and like unachievable mm. thing. And maybe it's just the approach that we take. I don't know. But these approaches with the podcast of having it be quote unquote, like a side thing, like it was just more fun. And it was more like, I'm not doing it to survive, which was important. And then right. I, right. It's, then you get to explore those opportunities in a more, in a way that has better results. I mean, like, I, I, I wonder like if, you know, if I just did it fully, you know, full force, then would I have had the same outcome? I'm probably not. Right. So. You probably would have lacked a lot of authenticity if you yeah, did it with such go. a stringent goal behind it, right? Yeah. Because then you would have every opportunity, every podcast episode would have probably been optimized for you to get to get to that goal. Versus yeah, to get listeners to get, get listeners to optimize on this and, and make a ton of money yeah. from from yeah. Spotify or whatever. Versus yeah. if you're just doing it for fun, that comes across, right? The conversations will yeah. come, will come across. It'll be just a lot more fun to listen. And it won't be like an ad 
every five minutes of the conversation, right? Yeah. So that's that's super super cool. And with I think yeah, in particular ahead. like for this because it was so correlated with the job, I was doing the job, and so the questions mm. were truly you know founded in curiosity and and like and, and approaching it from a listener perspective of like all right if a listener was listening what would they ask these people like and you have similar questions right. so that's where like that we always use top of mind as, as a way to to jump into these conversations and find that authenticity of a topic because there's always something there's always something top of mind mm -hmm. I, I had a buddy of mine say like you have a podcast about product what is there to talk about? It's like, <laughs> like, well, oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, we find some. <laughs> Apparently a lot. I mean, we've had a something. lot of episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> four, four, four years later, I'm sure there's a lot of conversations, you know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. I think I think one of the things that, that you mentioned too was putting yourself out there, which is yep. something that is very scary for a lot of folks, especially when you're starting out, right? You're seeing okay. a lot of these other creators having such great polished beautiful content and you just get very scared to put yourself out there yeah. because compare yeah it's scary right you so it's so easily in the age of social media everyone's comparing with everyone else right when it comes to like a personal setting and a professional setting and so when you first started did you just did you just not give a shit and you're just like let me just put it and let me figure out what happens or what was uh, your well, <laughs> no i mean i i think we did care right i mean there was it, it was some some because there was care to put it all together right and i think it's it's the amount of that the amount of self-talk that you let control your mindset in those moments is really mm -hmm. crucial because it's yeah it, it, you can definitely talk yourself you know into you know this position of not starting or not doing something easily right but i think easy. you know trying to just recognize those moments where you're you have that negative self-talk and thinking you know no nah, i'm not gonna let that thing in I think it was described to me as like, um, yeah, I mean, we, we talk to ourselves all the time, right? In our heads, like, and it could be positive. It could be negative and it's up to you. Do you want to open the door or not? Right. For sure. And after four um, years of, yeah, yeah, no, sir. I, I was just going to ask after four years of doing the podcast, does it ever get easier? <laughs> well, yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's, it's all about the routine. I think that's where the ADHD helps me because I forget about things. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> I, you know, making the routine of just as a practice, just keep doing it and it's going to suck and just have the expectation of like, yeah, the, this week, you know, you mm -hmm. should bed, but you know, I'm going to put it out and I'm just going to put it out. You know, it sucks. And, yeah. and I, I could still go to do a better job at like spending less time editing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but I do still spend more than I want really should, I think, in my opinion, you know, like it really should just be raw and putting it out there and that's it. But, and yeah, you're right. If you compare, you'll, you, yeah, these people at production companies have all these money. It, it, that's not the, the way to kind of think about it. It is more of like getting the practice. And that's why I'm going back to the values. Like you got to get something out of it and you know, you should, and, and I think that in itself should be a win. And then, mm -hmm. you know, then it's the next step and then it's the next step. And so I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, but, and I, so I would say there's a level where I always still struggle with it, but I always got to remind myself of that behavior and just, you know, forget about it. Yeah. But, yeah. To focus, focus on the journey and focus on the micro yeah. steps, right? What is the tiniest yeah. step that you can do to really put yourself out there? You said, Which makes it easy because the last time, it's weekly, right? So <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. do it yeah, once a week. And that's it, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this acronym that you used last time. It was the shittiest first draft. 
Oh so, yeah, SFDs, yeah. Right? <laughs> SFDs. Shitty first drafts, first pancakes, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at right now, right? So this is like the first the the third episode and I'm just trying to put myself out there and it's it's crazy scary, right? I don't know who's going to watch the content. I don't know what's what's going to happen. I don't know honestly anything. But at the same time, I just got to ride the wave. This potentially will just be multiple of just shitty first drafts and eventually you'll get better and better. Four years down down the road, maybe someone will interview me like I am doing you yeah. right now. And then we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think, yeah. but I will say like on that journey, like there is those moments where you get really harsh feedback, especially if you're kind of like, mm -hmm. you are gaining traction, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. a that's an interesting piece. Like, especially you get all the people out of the woodwork and they have an opinion and, you know, it's always mm -hmm. usually the people that give you feedback are not nice. You know, it's not like, a, right. you know, the, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. negative usually. Well, you know, I mean, it's all right. But yeah, I got some very harsh language towards our podcast. I'm like, we don't take strong point of views really? or any. Like, I'm so surprised I'm getting anything, but you still will. And you just got to like set your yeah. expectation to say, you know, no matter what, or, you know, you'll, you'll hear noise, you hear noise, right? It's just noise. It's not something you're too worried about, but yeah. Yeah. If anything, it's a, it's a compliment because anyone who's reached a certain level of, of status and authority and a little bit of fame usually gets people that hate on them, right? Quote unquote haters. They're always going to be the opti out there. optimistic <laughs> look, which I love, but it still doesn't make it any easier. Right? It still hurts. It's like, yeah, it still For hurts. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, so yeah. Are you, are you open to sharing any, are you open sharing an example of what oh, happened? Sure. I have pictures. <laughs> no, I. Oh yeah, pictures. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Well, no, I have screenshots of the things. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, it'd probably take me too long to dig it up, but it was basically we had Marty Kagan, which I mentioned. He's a very prolific author and, and thought leader in mm -hmm. the product space. And again, just out of a cold email, it's just like, what the hell? Like it's happening, and it was really cool. And so, you know, once we published, you know, a a promotional image about it, and you know, then I had some comments on it around like, oh, you don't even know anything about product, like you, blah blah blah. And like, I'm like, oh, everybody, like, and it was, you know, it was some. I saw it was somebody that posted it, and like, New Year's Day like at midnight so I'm like, oh, this no. guy's drunk or whoever it is, is right. drunk. And, you know it's it's probably this like emotional thing but you know it's so but it's still hard i mean you know and i tried to reach out i think they made a burner account to even write the comment which mm. is okay it was like a personal attack and and i think that's those very fun yeah which it was like oh man like i just i i'm i'm bummed that i like actually heard somebody in that way but i and i don't know why i did and it's that's probably who knows i don't know but it's like why you know why and then and it hurts you know it's like oh and then you start to oh is that real and then you start to negative self the imposter right. syndrome a big thing too and i think that's kind of leads mm -hmm. into it right kind of mm -hmm. that doesn't go away i mean i still have those things for sure yeah and i'm sure that you know, the person's probably not even mad at you or marty or the content itself it's probably yeah. just a reflection of themselves it's a reflection yeah. of something that maybe they've, they've wanted to do, but they haven't done yet. And they're seeing you do it. So you, you just never know. And so to take that per yeah. personally, it comes automatically, but it's obviously it's just something that's. Well, going back to taking that first to. step, right? Like it's like, it's, right. that's the other thing. So right. you, you mentioned this, what did you say? Like how uh, this, this kind of feeling of, of that leap, the leap to take, to put out the content, right? right? It was like right. how much, and that kind of spurred this conversation to this topic, but. I think, you know, another way to look at it is how many people actually of, of the whole population of the world actually produce content. And, right. you know, 
not a lot. Like how, and look at nope. it on a percentage basis, right? And then of that percentage, who do podcasts? And of that percentage, who do mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. oh, and then you find out like only 0.00000% of people actually put, whoa, okay, so who cares? Like, <laughs> just do it, right? 100%. And so, and then the voice that you'll have, you know, or the, the, the presence that you'll have, is it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll surprise you. I mean, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if you tap a global network, a global audience, you can have a topic about just, just about anything. And you're yeah. almost guaranteed to find other wacky people that love this, the wacky stuff that you love. And Absolutely. you're just going to, again, yeah. go back to the point of creating community, right? Yeah. Maybe it starts with a podcast, turns into a community, or maybe it starts with a community, turns into a podcast. Yeah. But with having a global audience, it is, you just never know what the opportunity is going to come by. So oh, yeah. Might as well start creating. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no excuse, right? There's all these like free platforms now. Like, my goodness, like just mm. you don't even need a microphone. Mm. Like, you just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. And like, there's no excuse. Like, it's free. Just do it. And I mean, you could be happy. Like, and then, yeah, if you gain following, sure. you can beef up your system. But like, you don't need it. Like, just yeah. do whatever, right? Especially with, with <laughs> yeah, with how cheap phones are getting and how good the technolo technology is. You're, I mean, you record professionally on your iPhone camera. Right. And you yeah. have a microphone, but yeah. technically iPhone you could camera. use your phones. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it works. Yeah. And all all the technology, like I'm I'm using a ton of tools that are completely for free. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm still able to piece them together. And then obviously once I grow, I can start purchasing the tools. But everything's out there. And all the knowledge, yeah. the step by step to creating a podcast or creating just about any side business or professional business, it's all out there. The step by step, right? I think it's just a matter of motivations. It's a matter of getting your yes. priorities and your vision for your life all together well, so that you actually yeah. start creating something. That's important. And I think that's again why I lean on that power of doing it with somebody else or or a, you know, having a partner in some of this stuff because mm -hmm. sometimes it's just hard to get started or you get stuck and they can unstuck you. It's like it always it really helps. It really helps you guys move yeah. forward faster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I want to flip the script and talk a bit about failure because I'd love to know as in regards to the podcast or maybe even generally if there's something else, how has failure or just apparent failure just set you up for future success? Go off. I mean, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I just yeah. think that failure is, failure is one of those things that everyone, everyone faces it, but no one talks about yeah. it. Right? It's uh, always in the yeah. background. So definitely want to sure. change, yeah. change the narrative there. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. I, I think it's, again, I don't feel like you, you, even being on this podcast talking about it, it doesn't feel real to me. Like it all just feels like a mm -hmm. sham. So <laughs> mm, I think, <laughs> well, there's, there's, you know, so that's maybe the imposter syndrome, but I think in terms of failure, like I look at my career is some, I would have a lot of stints at companies where, you know, I would be there for a while. Is that considered a success? I don't know. I mean, right. I was there for a while. Right. So, you know, and then the other companies like recently when I moved it more into an, like an executive product role, I had a lot of, you know, failures because it was my first time doing it. It was like, I have no clue how to mm. do this stuff. I mean, I, I knew how to do product and I felt okay at it. And I was being asked to do these things. I didn't know why. I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. And, uh, you know, I let's see what how many companies have I been at since I've been ahead of product? I think maybe one, two five different companies in the course of like wow two and a half three years so you know there's a lot of fits and starts there so i can tell you a lot of stories but i think on wow. my journey it's it's a lot of been like you know trying to find the right team right 
you know, right people, right that puzzle piece that I was missing and just learning, learning through doing and just iterating, right? Like what worked here? What didn't? You know, one company like I had, I was there for three months. So it's like, what what could I do? I don't know. Like, I mean, I should have picked the company better. Okay. There was my learning, right? Like I should have done more due diligence on their, you know, their financials and okay, not great. Now the next one, how do I apply that? Okay. Now I ask, (laughs) what are the financial questions I can ask to ensure that, okay, they have longevity. Great. Okay. So I have that down by my next company. Like, great. Okay. So now here's my new challenge, my new role. Oh, I really don't like this person that I'm working with and mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, we're butting heads and it's not working. And you know, that was one example. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not that happy. I'll kind of see if I can sit it through and still getting pinged for other opportunities. And okay. One, while I don't like this situation, I get another offer. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go try this out. Right. And, right. and, and so that was just one failure learning and, and move. Right. But mm-hmm. so that's, that's definitely the, okay. that's definitely oh, the, I'll tell you another one. You- Oh, please. The seven seven is like, I want to do a little bit of everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I try to, I try to hone it in a little bit, right? That's why I like the startup life because it's it's never boring, right? Mm. It's always like very fast paced. So I still get that. But then it's like, I'm at the point in my career that I've been doing it. It just, just a matter of fact that I've been doing it long. Like I've been doing it for 10 years. Okay. So now I have some experience. Now I have some more options, right? That folks that are just getting into the industry don't have because they just haven't had that experience. So that's the only thing, right? And so now that I have that, I have a little bit more options. So now that I have options, you know, let's, why don't I, why do I want to put myself in a situation that I don't like, right? Or that I'm not getting value out of going back to that. And so then it's like, great. Now the learning is, I want to be in a place where I'm feeling like I'm contributing, I'm getting value out of it. And, you know, they're giving me value out of it. Like I'm getting the signals, it matches, it works. So all those criteria, I think over the course of all of those companies I've been a part of started to build, you know, the, 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 my bucket list or my checklist of things right. that, you know, helped me find the right place for me. And, and I truly mm-hmm. feel like I have found the right place for me at this moment, but you know, things could change. <laughs> you never know because you're going to continuously yeah. grow. Right. You're going to keep exactly. learning about yeah. yourself. So you never know what's going to come tomorrow. Yeah. But that's cool. Like it's, it's just in product, it's all about iteration. Right. And it just sounds like your entire yes. career has been about iteration. Get out there, start building. You learn, you learn about yourself. Absolutely. You learn about your skills. You're building your skills. You continue getting out there. You bring that information back. You keep learning. You keep repeating the process and you end up, you know, in a more than comfortable place. And that's in a way a definition of how you de- how you create a deeply fulfilling career. And a lot of people, you really don't get that opportunity. And I think one thing that I really want to touch on that you brought up a couple of times is the imposter syndrome. Because I think of the, all the conversations that I've had, you know, with folks, CPOs of really companies that have IPO'd, a lot of people are looking up to them. And I'm sure a lot of people are looking up to you as the VP of product, but yet you still feel imposter syndrome, right? And no matter what you're doing in your day-to-day, the imposter syndrome is still there. And it's one of those things that just never leaves. And so have you found a proper way of, of navigating the imposter syndrome or how do you, or do you just let it happen, take it at a, at a time? I think, I mean, yeah, if I could, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's like that mindset thing that I was telling you, that self-talk and, and being able to recognize that and, you know, and just knowing how to deal with those those triggers, right? If one, recognizing the trigger and then two, having some 
ways to adapt to those triggers or respond to the triggers, right? And so for me, you know, sharpening the awareness of the triggers has been the growth that I've had. And then having a lot of tools, I think, to and things to try out has been another growth area too. It's just you learn and you grow in those ways. So I think for, yeah, so I, and I feel like everyone deals with this in, in one sh way, shape or form, but I kind of try not to get fixated on it and that, which is the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. And, and just, that's where you, if you're at a job where you're curious, you're learning, there's always something that is engaging, like mm -hmm. that stuff, it, it doesn't sit around because it can't, right? Like there's way more interesting things to think about. So it's like, okay, I don't even have time for it. Right. And so, and you, if you're in a position or a job where it's not engaging or it's not fulfilling in that way. And then, yeah, negative self-talk creeps and you're not getting it. I mean, that's, it's not a good right. spot. Get out of there, right? <laughs> Go find yeah. something different, easier said than done. Yeah. A lot easier said than done for sure. Yeah. But I think the, 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 the point there is just that recognize that it's not the be all end all. That's not the, that's not the final step for you. There are opportunities, right? For not everybody, for but for the majority of folks, there are ways of exiting. There are ways to maybe upscale or learn new things. Again, I think it's just a matter of being curious yes. from top to bottom yeah. and just continue continue to push forward. Absolutely. And then just see like where, the, where life goes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in the profession or even as an individual and you're growing and trying to do these things, build build your community, like you said, your network. And so I have all these people that I can reach out and I, you know, get buy coffee, I've had them on the podcast, whatever. Right. And those are kind of like my own personal board of advisors that can always help me answer questions. Right. It's like right. I have, you know, coaches or people that I've worked with in the past. I still talk with. I also get professional help, too. So I'll have like therapists and I'll, I'll chat with them. That's like more CBT therapy, right? Like cognitive behavioral. That's great. It's a great way to learn your emotions, how to think through these things and it's needed, right? And then I also like sometimes have invested in coaches as well, like buying, paying for coaches, right? And so like executive coaches, there's a market for that too. So there, I just ended a year long engagement with one, but I really got a lot out of that. So you'd have like all these things that contribute to the growth, your mindset, you know, it's like all those things like, what could you potentially tap into to help your situation that and like know what the tools are and then mm -hmm. recognize the triggers and where to use the tools at the right triggers, right? Yeah. I love that. I think if there's one point to summarize this, this entire conversation is to get community, to build the right connections, whether yeah. it's the coaches, the friendships, the peers to help you, to push you, to support you, the therapists, the et cetera. Because in every step of your entire journey, you've just had interesting powerful people that have been able to uplift you. And I'm sure you do the same work for a lot of your friends and a lot of your peers, right? So it's, it's, it's very easy in the world of remote work to just be in your own little bubble. Yeah. But be, getting out there is super, super important. Well, so oh yeah, it, it's hard. I mean, yeah, not everyone's extroverted, right? But I think uh, mm -hmm. you can give and take those things, right? You can find what works for you and, and you know, make it happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's so many platforms, just quick shout out to Lunch Club that I've met a lot of interesting people at where it just matches you completely. You don't have to even lift, lift a finger. So was it called Lunch Club? Lunch Club. Yeah. yeah. Lunch Club. And it just matches you based on your preferences, based on the topics that you want to cover. And it's throughout the world. But I think um, so far, I've only been matched within North America. But still, you just never know who you're going to meet. Right. So that's great. Anyways, Kevin. 
This has been a great conversation. I'd love to start wrapping up, but before that, I'd love to see how we can support you. So where can people find you and where can people learn more about your work? Yeah. So the podcast is called Product Coffee. So you can search for that pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts, but you can also go productcoffeepodcast.com. And uh, there's other links there for if you, if you have trouble finding it, but you can find me on LinkedIn too. Shoot me a note, say hi. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Awesome. And that'll be in the show notes as well. So feel free to check that out. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for your time. As always, really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. That was great, man. All right. So that's it for this episode. I hope you are as excited as I am to kick off your journey towards building a deeply fulfilling career. If you are a non-technical founder or know someone who is, I would love to chat. Please feel free to DM me via either Twitter or LinkedIn and let's connect. And if you like this episode and want to hear more of it, I would absolutely love for you to leave a quick review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I would also love it if you were to share this episode with your friends and or follow us on social media at microfounders. So that's it for now. Thank you so much and get out there and start building your independent businesses.